0: Welcome to the Family Connections podcast, where we are connecting parents and families to God, each other, and the church.
1: Welcome to season two of the Family Connections podcast. Um, my name is Ben, and I'm excited to be joined here with Mike Medeiros for season two here. Um, we're going to be rolling out episodes um, throughout the fall and winter here, and we're excited to dive into topics. and. We can honestly agree that the beginning of this school year is like no other. No matter where you live on the planet, you are affected by this global pandemic. On today's podcast, Mike's going to give us a brief look at what communities are facing on the macro level and also give some practical points for families, which is the micro level. And so Mike, as a pastor and as a professor as well, How's this new school year going for you?
0: <laughs> well, this week I could probably answer it in in a lot of different ways. Right. Um, I mean, truly, it's a school year like no other. And you know, you mentioned about this global pandemic. I, I just wanted to give a shout out to our, we've got listeners in in Brazil, New Zealand, parts of Europe. So again, I'm I'm talking about something within our context right. of the Los Angeles area, right? But and not just for say the United States, but each of the things about how the school year is going, it, it's going to be so different because we're in a new reality in mm. some places, even in our own country. Um, there are in-person uh, mm-hmm. uh, traditional yeah. classrooms, although modified, there's uh, remote distance learning that, that I have in my college classes that I'm now doing online. Some have a hybrid approach where right. some of it's online and some in person, but you know, the new reality too is that the school day um, has been modified. So different school districts and how they roll out, um, how they're going to give educational programming to students looks different. Yep. And and yet for, for me, it's trying to keep up with the many changes, uh, not just on how uh, we provide an educational experience for students of all ages, mm-hmm. um, but also uh, look at families. And so the new reality also is educational programming right now is, is fluid and it's growing as people are learning new skills, like technology, for example. Right. So teachers, students, parents, they're all trying to learn different aspects of tech. They're dealing with Wi-Fi issues, hardware issues, timing issues, yeah. how many people in a household are on devices for work and or school. So You know, when you say how's the school year going, it's funny because most people, even if they don't have children or grandchildren in school um, or have any kids at all, they are impacted by the school year, the ebb and flow of society. So it's really Hmm. built on the educational system. So um, there's a lot of great things that are happening, but the new reality, um, things look good on paper. But there's a lot of emotions. There's a lot of different things going on for um, educators as well as families, and so some of those things uh, I really want to kind of unpack today.
1: Yeah, and you're mentioning this fluidity of uh, growing and learning new skills and all this other stuff. Man, that's a lot. That's I know that's causing a lot of stress in people and families.
0: Yeah, I I think when a lot of people we talk to. So, for example, at um, at our church. just the other day I was writing down the names of people who are teachers and I started writing over 45 names wow. of active teachers right now and uh I can I listed about 8 or 9 that I know are retired teachers mm-hmm. and I didn't even count uh homeschool educators mm-hmm. people that are also part of um a school staff right so there are a lot of people affected by that and I'll tell you right now there are a lot of teachers who are stressed. So Mm. um, uh, I'm a part-time adjunct professor at um, a local university, and just moving two classes to teaching online, I think of my own stress level for that. And I'm thinking of my son who teaches public high school. That's his full-time gig. So, Mm. and uh, again, each teacher is different. Uh, Some of the stress could be about the technology. It could be about not seeing... The students in their classroom that they're used to. Yeah. It's its so ingrained in in many of us who are educators, not just the classroom space, but also the school and yeah. being around people. So there's the stress of being able to deliver a quality education and care like you're used to doing all the years you've taught. So that's what many teachers are going through on the stress. But mm. there's also the stress of students. So. Yeah. Um, here in Los Angeles County back in mid-March was when things were moving uh, from in-person to online. So at the university level, it was after spring break. So we had about seven or eight weeks to finish out the spring semester online. And um, other students, they had longer in K-12 education. Well, now the beginning of the school year, we're starting online. So many, many around us are... Um, starting with remote um, distance learning. And, and that's way different. So stress to the teachers, but also stress to the students. And again, the stress isn't mainly because of grades and homework. It's the, the social anxieties right. of of not seeing their friends, of, of now being six months into this pandemic and um, stay-at-home orders and all these things, depending on what county and what state you're in. And Those of you that are outside the United States and what your country uh, mentions about what you should do. Uh, So that has a great impact on students. They're very stressed, and uh, it's not just for students that are ready to graduate from high school. It happens at all levels. There are students who are stressed that are now in a new school, which sounds funny. Right. They might be going into middle school for the first time or high school for the first time, and they haven't set foot on their new campus because it's a Google classroom. Wow. So yeah. those students are feeling it. And and the parents, parents are feeling that. Um, and again, it doesn't matter if, if those parents are homeschooling, if their children are part of a, a private school or like a Christian school or a public school, charter school, the parents have to manage. Um, their household. They might also be working at home while there's where their children are at home, a school age and not school age children. So all these things come together and they're providing a lot of stress and no one family is the same uh, to another. So uh, there's a lot of stress going around. So you think within any given community, how many teachers, students and parents, and I think about teachers that I know who are also parents that have students that have to do distance online. So the stress level is, um, is very, very high. And we have to just state that out at the outset, because uh, I believe that there are a lot of mental health issues that we won't be able to dive in today, but we will in subsequent episodes about how these things are affecting the mental health of families, of parents, um, of, of, of children in the home. So that's for another time, but yeah, there's a, a lot of stress in people right now.
1: Yeah. And you just laid it out beautifully. All of those different layers of stress of, uh, of what parents and teachers and students so are dealing with. So Mike, what are ways that people can move forward? I mean, does mindset have anything to do with this and moving forward?
0: Well, it does. And, and I wish I can go into details about, um, Coping mechanisms for stress and yeah. stuff like that, and so again, we want people to get the help that they they need because um there are a lot of people that I think are um very fatigued it's not just yes. say zoom fatigue yes. right there' and rightly so um scientific community um local agencies there are a lot of different things that are going on, but um i really think that um uh, for us right now when we talk about um <laughs> this school year being like you know no other mm-hmm. um i think a new attitude is really important and and there's a couple things that i'd like to kind of mention to our listeners um and and these are uh, the first couple ones are opposites and and the first one is to have a an attitude that's positive and engaging versus negative and isolating yes yeah and um for many people, when you got to March and April, we thought, okay, this is just going to be a short little lockdown, quarantine, mm-hmm. stay at home, whatever you want to call it. Um, and and then it started to become a little bit harder. Then you get to May, June, July, and this is going on and on. And at the same time, there are families who have experienced unemployment or underemployment, um, food insecurity, um, obviously social Um, isolation Mm -hmm. and so it was very easy to um, shrink back and then the negative mindset right it it, it's it was it's become disabling and paralyzing for people and so I I think one of the ways to to move forward is um, to try to look at things that are going to be engaging rather than isolating how Mm. how can I move towards um, people at my church or, or my child's school, or people that I know, um, that's going to be very important, and, and, and a positive mindset. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not talking yeah. about, oh, happy thoughts, and think positively, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, But it is a choice of attitude. We yep. can't change our circumstances, yep. but we can change our attitude. And that, quite honestly, I think, you know, especially as a Christian, I, I, I think about when do we I become negative. When do I start becoming a you know a little chippy and um, and then I start to realize it's probably because I haven't been spending time in God's Word. I haven't been spending time praying. I haven't looked at certain things that I think are really important. Yeah. I've been focusing on woe is me. And um, and again, I think there is something of lament in our situation, right? But now six months into this global pandemic and the beginning of a new school year. I think it's really important, especially for us as parents and educators and loving adults who influence kids either um, through coaching or or youth ministry, uh, that we are positive and engaging. Yes, we can recognize that it's probably not the situation we would have chosen, but because we can't choose that, we're going to speak positively because quite honestly, kids are looking to caring adults, first of all the parents to see how are the parents relating to it are the parents complaining at the school or the government or or whatever it is or even god right complaining yeah. against god so i think uh, uh in dealing with these stresses and the circumstances that we face um having this new attitude of being positive and engaging instead of negative and isolating and so the other contrasting pair that i'd mention is an attitude of of what's gained um, versus what's lost and, and that kind of goes along with that first one right sure. there are a number of things that we've lost like um as a professor i've i've lost the opportunity not just in the physical classroom to interact with students face to face but the time of meeting with students before yeah. and after class mm-hmm. walking around campus saying hi to people you know the the environment that right. i love of of being right. an educator and so um yeah i've I've grieved that. I I grieved that when we first started in March and April. And even now, as we started the school year, Mm -hmm. I really wished we got to be in person. But you know what? I've got to deal with it. And I have to think about, well, what what have I gained? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm I'm glad we didn't have all this 10 or 20 years ago because we wouldn't have had the tech to communicate (laughs) with people, right? And so, (laughs) you know, I have to think what's gained. Well, as I've talked to students, if I've talked to families, um, they've gained a little bit more perspective on, wow, I need to slow down. Mm. You know, my life was so busy. Or they pick up a, a, a hobby. I mean, one of my daughters, well, actually, a couple of them started doing embroidery, you know. And I thought, wow, that's totally what I, not, I did not expect from them. But, you know, so what's gained? Um, some of it is um, extra time and how we use that. So, But that's an attitude, You know, do I look at something that I lost, which it's legitimate. Um, Mm -hmm. It's okay to lament what we've lost when people say, well, I want to get back to normal. You know, that was nice in April Mm -hmm. when we're a couple weeks into it. Now in September, it's kind of hard to say back to what's normal because actually there's some things that I'm glad that, and I've learned this the hard way through wrestling in my own spirit. That it was good to give up some changes that needed to be made, maybe in my own life and certain things uh, that I do that was important. And I think, wait, I gained something in, in losing something. I gained something. So um, yeah. so I think that's an important attitude of what can be gained. The very fact that we might be able to spend more time with our kids and. Um, now again, uh I'll go over the family dynamics cuz some people aren't too excited about uh that much time uh with their kids. No offense, right? So uh, yeah. but there's a new attitude and and then the third thing that I would say with that is um sustained intentionality.
1: Yeah, that's that intrigues me. It's sustained intentionality. Um, what, what does that mean? Cuz I mean it sounds super important, but what does that mean? <laughs> so So there's three particular things, and
0: uh, here's the alliteration that all start with F, right? So um, faith, family, and friendship. So when I talk about a new attitude, it's not just to have uh, an attitude that's positive and engaging and thinking about what's being gained rather than lost, but it's also to be intentional. Hmm. And not just a one-time being intentional. It's sustained intentionality. So, for example, with faith. Um, it looks different for places that you might not be able to gather for worship indoors, um, depending on where you're at, um, your location of what's allowed. Um, but a sustained intentionality with faith is when a family is used to going to the physical church location for worship. Okay, what does that look like when you might be worshiping online or uh, and not just corporate worship in your church setting, it's also um, reading the Bible, praying. What type of intentionality do we have as parents that during this time, especially at the beginning of this school year, right? um, Some people say it's not as busy because we don't have all these after-school events, but it really is busy because people are outside their comfort zone, teachers, parents, and students to figure out how much time it takes to be on these um, digital platforms for their schooling experience. So I think we need to be intentional about faith. I think those opportunities, whether it's online or in person, to to go to youth group, to go to your children's ministry uh, like um, Awana or some type of midweek program, it's being intentional to say that those things are important. We still want to do that. And at the beginning of the school year, that's going to be really important to be intentional about faith. The the second aspect of sustained intentionality is with the family. Uh, Again, depending on the family structure of our listeners, uh, you might have um, a parent that's working from home and yet kids are also at home. And so you have to be very intentional about like, for example, the different devices they're using, like a, uh, yeah. like an iPhone or um, a laptop or, you know, they have to have uh, shared devices, maybe enough Wi-Fi. So it sounds funny, the intentionality of that. And uh, like meal times as well, when different people have class or work, we really need to be intentional about setting up stuff within our family that says, hey, this is still going to be worship time. This is going to be our or mealtime. And we'll get into other fun family activities in, in a little bit. But it, we have to be intentional. It doesn't just happen. And I think as we've been going through this um, this summer, it might have been easier, but now starting the new school year, you know, you it it it's now surviving instead of thriving. Yeah. And I think we need to have a uh, sustained intentionality of what we do with our family. And then thirdly, I mentioned about friendships. And this isn't just for the kids. I really think that every one of us needs to have um, sustained intentionality of our friendships, um, adults as well as the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to keep up on our, on our friendships, meeting new people, which sounds weird in the age of physically uh, distancing, right? But um, I think that that's important because the attitude, this is how it's part of the new attitude, is that when we're growing in our friendships? Hopefully, our friends are also going to be challenging us and modeling for us um, this positivity and mm-hmm. engagement yep. during this time. Yep. And we want that for our kids, and our kids should want that for their parents.
1: It sounds like your emphasis here, Mike, on intentionality is moving toward like some uh, action. We need to be moving towards action.
0: Well, yeah, that's true, Ben. I mean, intentions are only wishful thinking if we don't put them into practice, yep. right? And yep. so I know people that have the best of intentions, but the worst of results sure. because there wasn't any follow through and, and that. So in kind of going over this with the, the kind of new reality of where we're at, um, again, we're not wishful thinking. We're getting a lay of the land and saying, it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Now, if we work together and encourage each other as teachers and students and parents, yeah. we can really make it a good school year, Uh, And again, it's a school year like no other. Right. And so rather than bemoan that and become bitter about that, we're trying to say, look, we're going to be intentional. But along with a new attitude, we have to have new routines. And so, you know, I like to, you know, a couple things I'd like to kind of share briefly is that it might seem obvious, but um, we need to sync our schedules. Okay, so um, households, so parents and kids. Finding out okay who's who's on Zoom for this thing for youth group. Uh, who's got their Google class on this day? Um, oh, mom's got work here, and you know knowing those schedules not just because it needs to be all quiet in the hallway or you know stuff like that, but um, school and work, um, meal time, uh, discipleship, sure, um, yeah. even rest. Okay, yes. so I'm a big believer in Sabbath rest, and I think for families there needs to be the physical rest and the emotional rest. Mm. And, and I think one of the things of um, allowing margins in our schedule, and I was talking to a college student after class yesterday online about in organizing schedules, it's putting in margins for time of physical rest, but also emotional rest. For example, and this is important for, for us as adults, is not having a meeting after meeting after meeting. Yeah, you know, you you need to not only have a breather, maybe a little bit of protein and some water, but you also need to kind of just center. You you need to have that emotional centering to to just be um, effective in in what you do. And so syncing the schedules is important. Where it isn't just class and meetings, but it also has rest and play in there for us as a family. Yeah, so even though we might not be driving our kids everywhere like we used to maybe last school year, we still have to sync some schedules uh, to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So 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 that's one routine that I think is important. A, a second one, I think is uh, deals with communication. Okay. Uh, a new re- routine of strengthening our internal communication, which is within your family unit and external communication that deals with the school Hmm. matter of fact i'd also include the church in there so anything outside the home that you need to communicate with um it it could be um uh, with the school it could be with a church something in your community um there needs to be uh, a good routine of communication um we'd say that anyways but especially now and starting off the school year um you want people to be in the know and different ways of communicating. There's verbal, there's text, there's email, there's written notes, you know, there's post-its on the fridge. Right. I think that a lot of times, and especially I saw this at the end of the spring semester when people were trying to um, adjust to going online for school and work, is that they were in survival mode. So you yeah. can have four people in the same household And um, each is trying to do their own thing and surviving and yet not really communicating with each other. And so I think for our families, really, to strengthen communication internally, making sure people are on the same page. You know, what's today? What's tomorrow? What needs to be done? um, How are you doing? How are you feeling about that? Right. It's not just a checklist. So. Um, and and the last thing that I would say about developing a new routine for the school year is grace and prayer and encouragement to all, hmm. uh, especially to teachers, students, and parents. What I what I mean by that is um, there are a lot of things that are happening around us, and we really should be praying for local businesses. Yeah. Um, we should be praying for local schools and churches. Um, so I think there's a routine of that. I think when we are praying for people and um, institutions, it's hard to get mad at them. Matter of fact, I think that as we pray for them, we become a little bit more sensitive to their predicament, mm. their aspect of leadership, and we give grace. And so you know, I see certain things online where I think people—if you're not a teacher—you don't know all the things that teachers are going yes. through. Yeah. Um, again, one of the things is that we're grieving not seeing kids face to face in the classroom, kids coming up and giving us a hug, or right. or just being at a one of their games and cheering them on. I mean, so give grace. Uh, yeah. Teachers are trying to learn. The tech, they're trying to do these different things. Um, they really so the routine of grace, prayer, and encouragement is especially that we can affirm the teachers, but also the parents too. Yeah, I think that we need to um, encourage fellow parents and say, you know what, you're you're doing a great job. Hang in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can I do to help you? And to also receive that. Yeah, because a lot of us as parents, we have a lot of pride. We don't want to tell anybody that. You know it's all messed up, and we're flying by the seat of their pants, and we we have to receive help, and, and the same thing to to give grace to students. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll give an example. You know, being older, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a digital immigrant. You know these kids <laughs> these kids are are digital natives, right? Yeah. But here's an assumption: you assume that old people like me don't know tech, and you assume every young person knows tech. Hmm. But um, there are a lot of young people that are really stressed because there's certain things that they don't get when it comes to certain software and uh, we need to give them grace and we need to kind of understand where they're at. So I think, you know, with this new school year, um, these new routines, uh, they're fluid, but I would love to see going back to that idea of sustained intentionality that even though it's a school year, like no other, we can be able to have kind of some goals, some mile markers Mm. in our own family To be able to help. And I think for um, churches, it's really important that uh, we also reach out to families because you've got teachers, parents and students that are part of pretty much every church. Right. And, And we want to come alongside them and encourage them during this time. And I think that the beginning of the school year is so important to start well. And start with a team of encouragers and supporters. And so really that's probably what I want to just finish up with is that even though this school year is so unique for so many reasons, that we can still be um, positive and hopeful, but really together as a a community to look out for one another and to encourage each other and really help our young people um, to thrive. And um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that that's really important. And that's the last thing I want to shout out to parents is that, you know, as you're working through your own particular issues, I just really want to encourage you to to, to pray for your kids, to encourage your kids, to let them know they're not alone and to walk with them and to learn stuff with them. And, uh, yeah, they can see your little bits of stress, but how um, you work through that is going to be modeled to them. And that's something that I I know, Ben, that you are going to talk about in a later episode yeah. about how we're modeling things to our kids. And and this is probably a perfect time, right? With the beginning. Absolutely. Beginning of our school year. So anyways, that's kind of what I wanted to to mention today with this new reality and these new stresses and kind of the these new attitudes and new routines that we could develop. to to really uh, progress during this unique school year.
1: It's unique indeed. Mike, thank you so much for sharing. This is great stuff that I know I learned a lot from hearing you today. And no matter if you're where we live here in Los Angeles County or another state or another part of the world, This is all applicable where you're at. And so um, this is the starting point for discussion. We hope you continue talking about this as a family, um, that we are praying for you in that moment as you're talking and going through this school year. And we're excited that season two rolls along and we keep on releasing new episodes to continue that discussion with you. Um, We hope you have a great week and we will catch up with you on the next episode down the road. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Family Connections podcast is hosted
0: by the family ministry team of Cornerstone Bible Church. For resources and more information about the church, please go to cbcglendora.org. We would love to connect with you. Here are a couple of ways. Subscribe to Family Connections. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Interact with episode topics, ask questions, and share ideas on our site, familyconnections.buzzsprout.com. Do you like what you hear? Please leave a review. We look forward to being with you next time on the Family Connections podcast.